and says, I want a pardon too. <laughs> and that is the title of this week's Lewis Black's Rancast number 26, and welcome to it. Yes, sir, he is our esteemed leader gets ready to hand out pardons like, whoa, like it's uh, Halloween and it's candy time for everybody. Wouldn't you want a pardon? Hmm? Don't we all deserve a get-out-of-jail-free card after the past four years for something we might do? Because all of us, I think, are on the edge of losing our fucking minds. But everybody believes that things will change tomorrow, and uh, they certainly will be moving in a different direction. That's for sure. That is for sure. And boy, it is going to get interesting. Uh, I am certainly... uh, Going to be very happy tomorrow because I will be getting an inoculation against COVID-19. That's right. I'm being inoculated. I'm being vaccinated. I'm being... Look, it seems to me that it is utterly, well, synchronicity, isn't it? To be inoculated on the day of the inauguration? You know, if I were writing a book... And let's say I was writing a book about now, and let's say what's been happening over the past four years was just kind of a a fictional event, which I've always felt in a sense it has been in a lot of fucking ways, except for those who have suffered through it, like all of us on our own level, some being totally deeper than I could even ever fucking imagine. But if you just took it as a, a book, and the main character, let's say it was me, on the day that the the new president was being inaugurated, that uh, also that that character, me, was uh, being inoculated, well, people would read the book and go, well, that's really, that is certainly manipulation of reality to a point. That is beyond, that really undermines the purposes of fiction, doesn't it? Huh? But it is weird it, it truly is weird. Uh, will the inauguration be an inoculation for everyone? Well, not for everyone. A lot of people are very upset about all of this. They can't seem to get a grip on reality, and I'm sure you've been watching that. That's spin around, that's for sure. But I'm, I'm getting the vaccine, oddly enough. And, and let me tell you, it was bizarro. Uh, we, I was online. Uh, all of a sudden, the uh, state of New York said, hey, everybody uh, from 65 up can get a vaccine. Now, it would seem to me, and you would hope, and you would believe that we would be able to have managed this to a point where the, all the caregivers got it, everybody got it. I hope everybody's gotten it. I really do. All of the essential workers, all of the uh, police, all of the firefighters, all of the folks who have to, if the fuckers who have to deal with us, to deal on a daily basis, you know, uh, those who continue to, you know, with food delivery, so folks who need to do that, I don't deliver food, but it, people have to do that. That Hopefully all of those folks would get it, but no, I don't think that's what's happened. It's just that it, it wasn't managed well. Why wasn't it managed well? A lot of people are pointing their f- finger at the states. Well, a lot of people are pointing their finger at the federal government. Well, it's a combo pack, really, folks. But I will say that it starts with the federal government. That's where it starts, and I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm tired on the Twitter of people saying to me, well, you know, it was really the, the, the states who left out. No, okay? And here's why. The federal government had the option to buy 100 million doses of the vaccine above what we had, 100 million, and they turned down the deal. 
So we're, scram- we're just scrambling around to fucking find the doses. So don't say, well, that's like the, uh, not a problem that was created. Because if we had those doses, then we'd be shoving them out the door. All right? And then, b- by the, and then the federal government should have sat down with the states and figured it out. Okay? Should have asked all the states, how do you want to do it? What do we do? How? What? Jet? Boom. It's ridiculous. Don't don't hand this shit and don't blame the Republican governor, the Democratic governors for the inability. You can certainly we had enough time knowing that the vaccines were coming even before we knew they were getting them to figure out a way. What do we do when we get the vaccine? Why don't we assign some folks to that? Huh? Why don't we go to the college campuses where a lot of the kids are doing, uh, you know, that are home and have to do this learning from home? And, and why don't we give them, you know, something that, that might inspire them, like especially the folks who, who want to get into logistics and, and ask them, uh, you know, hey, why don't you help figure out your state's problem? They, apparently, there was a 22-year-old in Philadelphia who figured out how to get it done, and it seems to be working spectacularly in a certain section of Philly. In Philadelphia, you know them, they, they piss and moan about everything, but this seems to have worked. It was a 22-year-old. Okay, they're the ones who know how to do this shit. They're the ones who know how to deal with this computer shit. So they're the ones who were sitting at home with their computers and might have come up with all sorts of shit to get this done. There was no reason. Give them extra credit, fuckers. Take money, take money off the folks. And, you know, that's all you had to do is say, hey, you work on this. We'll take money off your student loans. Is there no creativity out there? Do I have to sit at home by myself and think of this shit? It's really beyond my, um, in the meantime, too, Azar, the head of, I can't even remember what he's the head of because he couldn't possibly be the head of anything because he's been bullshitting from day one. Said, well, you know, we had a, all these reserves and, and we told the people that they had the reserves. And then we told them we'd run out of the reserves because we sent them all out and they didn't. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, the states found out that the reserves weren't coming to them. So somebody's lying. And it seems to me, and maybe I'm a little silly, that the one person who's lying is in this, uh, the cabinet of the leader. And a lot of the people who were saying that they were given misinformation, because we don't like to say lying, uh, those people given minis- misinformation, were, there were a lot of those folks, a lot of governors, mayors, saying, hey, this is what we heard from you. And he said, well, no, that is what I said. People don't listen to meetings. Fuck you. Just fuck you. I heard it. We have a reserve. You're going to get the reserve. As it is where New York doesn't know whether uh, after this week uh, they're going to have it or not. I know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully getting my vaccination tomorrow. And I don't, I would feel terrible if I was one of those people who was not completely super high risk, which I am, but it, it didn't even come to play on the way in which they set up this whole thing up, which they could have done. I'm two blocks away from a big, big, the Javits Center where this could have been done. Uh, I could have had that done, but you know, that didn't work into it. You just went online and you went, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? What makes it completely ridiculous is my mother, who's 102, her assisted living situation, her and the caregivers, which she has, have not uh, been uh, vaccinated yet. Okay? 102. What do you need? 
How old do you fucking have to be to be first in fucking line after the caregivers and the and those who work in hospitals and the doctors? Hmm? How old do you have to fucking be? Congress got it. Fuckheads. They shouldn't have gotten it. They probably should have gotten it. So in case after this, if the, what occurred there that these people weren't locked up with people who weren't wearing masks and ended up getting it. Ridiculous. Huh. But I'm digressing. My mother didn't get it. And so I went on. To, I called. I tried to get a hold of people to find out what the, what the problem was in terms of uh, the, the, uh, the corporation that's in charge of my mother's place. And don't ever open that door. Uh, if, if you uh, really want to lose your mind, my mother is staying in a place that has been really exceptional for years, and now it's been sold to a group, then I just don't trust them at all. And uh, I'm not going to you know, you know, say anything really because I've not seen it directly, but from everything that I've heard, it is appalling. Nobody should be buying uh, senior citizens' uh, you know, homes at this point, assisted living situations at this point. And so as a result, part of what I've heard is, is that the state of Maryland, with a Republican governor, with a Republican governor who's really, maybe he's being punished because he's been critical, but they have not received enough vaccines, I heard, to distribute to them. Um, but they've already started to have distribution at places. So my mother hopefully will get it, uh, but they'll have to take her out of the place, which is not great. That she has to leave is appalling. But I made the call to the corporate office and I couldn't get a human being. I could not get a human being on the phone. The corporate office eventually called back because they'd heard that I was trying to get a hold of them because I'd called over there and talked to the person who had been put in charge of, of my mother's assisted living place. The, I knew the person in charge. He's temporarily in charge. He's the temporary head. And he's the cook. He did my parents uh, the last big party that we did it there. Uh, for their anniversary, before my father passed away, a while before my father passed away. Unbelievable. Whew. All right. Well, he's having a, a big send-off tomorrow after he gives out all these pardons, I guess. It's really amazing. I've never seen anyone in my lifetime, not, not a, any, any president, I wouldn't even call him a president. I would call him a president if he acted presidential. He didn't. He acted under no norms, none whatsoever. There was no normal with him because he felt he was the leader. And lots of people, all those people who went, you know, charging into the government, into the Congress, all of those people didn't blame him for anything that was going on, nothing. Never, ever has any leader in this country, any president, any senator, any governor, not been blamed for fuck-ups. Huh? Don't tell me there haven't been fuck-ups. <laughs> Maybe they just missed the point. I mean, this is the first group of people who actually incriminated themselves in the middle of an insurrection. They actually stood there taking selfies of their crimes. The good news is we have Facebook. The bad news is we have Facebook. Wow. Of course you don't blame them for anything. 
You're too busy taking a picture of you and your truck and all the flags on it. Wow. I, The leaders group didn't even get the the answers that the president-elect was asking for, his cabinet members were asking for in terms of the train. He didn't have to do a transition. You have to do a transition. Militarily, it's important. Security-wise, it's important. And in the midst of a pandemic, it's absolutely important. He wouldn't even until just the end of last week give the next administration any information that would help them. Talk about a, a raging asshole. Come on. Not going to give the, what are you keeping the information for? You got rid of all of the things that Obama put into place because you wanted to show that, by God, you, you, know, you were going to show Obama. You were competing with him. And you're going to undermine the next president because you're competing with him. What is the matter with you? The only place you compete is when you run for office. And the rest of the time, you, you know what you do? You lead. That's what you do. You delegate authority. None of this had to happen. All you had to do was say, go do that. Get us some vaccines, okay? I'm going to be playing some golf. Okay, when I was a kid, all you could remember was <laughs> for a long time when I was a kid, the, the, the joke seemed to be, even I remember then, was is that that's what Eisenhower was doing. Things ran really smoothly. You know? It's been like a, it's, you couldn't, it's a horror movie. And he's, he's only, and you can't even say he's the, it's, it's, it's beyond that. He's not the monster. He's a monster in his own fashion. But it's also the monsters around him that allowed him to be the monster. It's the mini monsters. He didn't know he was a monster because he doesn't have any concept of that. Not, but the people around him should have known. You know, they didn't have the, the balls to come forward. And so what we had was really a horror movie. And all of a sudden, are we going to get the vaccine in time? Are we going to get the vaccine in time? Boy, oh boy, every one of us is, you know, that wicked witch from the East is on her, on her bicycle chasing after us. And her little dog, too, coming right after us, after each and every one of us. Oh, there's a new strain. Really? You're going to have to hear about the new strain night after night after night. There's one in Britain. It's terrible. It's the worst. It couldn't be. Yep, it's here. It's in this state. It's in that state. It's in nine states. Will you get the vaccine in time? Will the vaccine really help? That's a horror movie. Are you kidding me? Where's it coming from? It's coming out of the sewers. It's coming at us. Now there's a worse one. It's in South Africa. It's already here. Could it be here? Yeah, it's probably already here. I think it's all coming. All going to be here by March. Everything. Just in time for spring planning. Unbelievable. Unbefuckingleavable. Don't tell me we should be in this position. We shouldn't be in this position. Not even close. I don't want to go through it. I'm not going to explain it. I don't have the time or the fucking energy. I really don't. All right? Lessons should have been learned. 
And so now we're in the midst of this, are we going to get it done in time? Are we going to get it done in time? And people still refuse to believe that wearing a mask, I mean, wow. 400,000, 400,000 pass away, and he spends the last two weeks hiding? Not because of that, not because of the failures, but because he lost. And because he's looking for one more piece of information. And because he got caught. He got caught fucking around. And because they might be taking away his money. Wow. Maybe he's just out there trying to, you know, buy a coal mine. <laughs> now that he's gotten coal mining back. You got to beat the mutant strain. Maybe he was the mutant strain. Nah. Nope. We in America raised, well, we all over the world, folks like him are raised. All over the world. You don't expect them to become the leaders. So we're going to have to come up with constitutional amendments, folks, after him. You're going to need a whole slew of them. Anybody who's a senator, a representative, uh, if you're in Congress, I mean, if you're in the House of Representatives, if you're a president or the vice president, cabinet member, governor, mayor, I don't care. You got something to say as regards your policy or the defense of a policy or stating a policy or a speech to make. You stand in front of a camera and you make it. You don't tweet about it. You don't go on Facebook about it. You do it in front of a camera and you get it on the news. Or you, or you have it sent to the phones. You know, that's the news now. Dude, that's the way people can watch it. But you have to stand in front of a camera. You don't hide behind the words. You don't make it seem like you're a pal. You know, you're an authority figure. Once you start tweeting, the one thing I think we've learned with this president, certainly I have, is you undermine the fact <laughs> for many people that uh, you, you take away that sense of the fact that, hey, you're an authority figure. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, he's just like me. He's just one of the guys. He wasn't one of the guys. All right? Because he wouldn't hang out with you. Not even close. Wouldn't hang out with me. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'm not insulting you. You're lucky. And if you met him, you wouldn't hang out with him either. No, you wouldn't. Because what you liked about him was him talking far away in a big stadium. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Something to do during a pandemic. Whew. Wow. That's just one. One amendment to the Constitution. I'd love if you folks out there uh, who were listening to the, uh, this week, if you could uh, start thinking of other, other new constitutional amendments we might need to put into place in order to prevent this, uh, this type of behavior <laughs> from anyone in leadership again, especially someone uh, who is the president, so that we don't have to excuse when they go, well, you know, that's just the way he is. Well, that isn't the way the president should be. No one should be that way. He wants to say that in the, you know, in the privacy, of the, the whatever his home is, sure. And then we could find out about it by accident. But you don't, you don't send it out there. And you don't legitimize that type of speech, which he did, and behavior, which he did, because it leads down the road that we're on now. 
It leads us down to the road where we've had difficulty trying to figure out what it is we're supposed to do because we've been dealing with things that we never thought we would have to fucking ever deal with. You know, all of a sudden we were, you know, we were thinking about, look, wow, a man who shouldn't be the leader is the leader. We were thinking about the unthinkable. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll try to get some more speed going up here. Another constitutional amendment just came to mind. Freedom of speech doesn't mean you get to make shit up. It means you get to, to say what you want to say. Okay? But you don't get to make shit up. All right? Which is why I've, well, I'll talk about that some other time. Maybe I won't ever have to talk about it. Maybe we'll be able to kind of get the folks who were in QAnon together and get them to some sort of a mental health camp. <laughs> because seriously, I'm sorry, that's uh, a group that needs psychiatric help. Because they're making accusations and slanders and libels and just going off and talking about things that aren't true and have created an alternative reality. And sometimes when you create an alternative reality, the people who are living in reality, which is most of the rest of the world, you have to say, hey, ooh, you're gonna have to sit down here for a while. You have to take a little quiet time. Same thing you do with your child when they're throwing a tantrum. Whew. So we won't be visiting anywhere this week. We're not rolling the buses. Stop rolling for a moment. That's right. We'll be back next week with Concord, New Hampshire. This week, you'll be hearing nothing but new rants. Those that have been written over the past at least a week or 10 days. Probably most of them actually written over the last few days. And uh, there's some really terrific ones. I think you're going to enjoy them. We'll be back with the others. I think it's a good time to kind of take a break from the travels. Time to, uh, time to take a moment to reflect, which is what some of those rants will be doing. I wish I had more jokes in my reflections. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that I, I could leave you with is a thought that I had. That's what I've been having is mostly thoughts. If I can't stand in front of you and talk, really, then know that I got to make you laugh then I don't have that. It, what I have left is nothing but the thoughts. And what I do is usually, this is the way, I th what you're hearing is, I think I've said this before, but what you're hearing is generally the where the joke starts. And then from here, it's developed. But this is really just a straight up thought. The constitution of the breadcrumbs that we laid out to get us back through the woods to home. You guys make me feel really good that uh, I can spend this time with you. I appreciate you sending in those rants, send in some constitutional amendments, see how you feel about this first week, see if, uh, see if the virtual uh, inauguration makes you happy. Oh, and he's all upset because everybody, he doesn't have the entertainers. They didn't want to entertain for him. That's why he's all sad today. He's all pouty face. He doesn't have the entertainers he wanted. What a pouty boy. Well, so here are the entertainers, everybody. <laughs> and then they do the news like, oh, there are the entertainers that are coming. It's, it's fine. It's great. I'm glad they're all excited. 
<laughs> it's not going to lift my boat, but if it makes you happy, great. It'll be good to see him. And if it makes him pout, good. Take care of each other. See you at Brandcast 27. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This comes to us from Nada Shepard. With only nine incredibly long fucking days left in the Trump administration, we now look back and see what legacy the Trump era will leave, like a shit stain on a pair of underwear. But one thing we know will linger for years to come is the Trump name on a manatee. Shit you not, Lewis, some motherfucker actually scratched the name Trump onto a living, breathing manatee. In Florida, of course. Uh, Let's unpack this a little bit, shall we, Lewis? First off, what the fuck would Trump do with a manatee? It's too big, fat, and ugly for him to fuck, so it's definitely not fourth wife material. Perhaps if it looked more like Ivanka, perhaps he'd be dating it. Hmm. It wouldn't vote for him, considering its habitat is rapidly being eradicated by global warming. And we all know what Trump thinks of global warming. It's also one of the most docile, peaceful animals on the face of the planet. Clearly, it's docile enough for a human half of its size to come up to it and scratch five letters into its eye. And Trump would have no time for pacifists. Plus, it swims constantly. Trump hates exercise. So what exactly was the purpose of scraping Trump's name in the hide of a manatee? Does the manatee now belong to Trump? There's no value in it. He can't sell it. He can't put a golden toilet in it. It won't work in his casino. It's not going to be online spouting Antifa and QAnon nonsense since its big flappy flippers aren't exactly built for Twitter. Plus, it's a vegetarian. Trump hates vegetables. What kind of dinner dates are they going to experience? The road to recovery for this poor manatee will be heartbreaking. Skin grafting, psychology appointments, a sizzling book deal that will most likely make the New York Times bestseller list within a week. 
Maybe one of these days we will see it being interviewed by Jim Acosta on CNN. I just hope that the manatee doesn't spend his interview dropping one-liners and roasting Trump. Dear God, think of the ramifications. I guess like many other things that happen in Florida, we will never know why this manatee was so poorly abused and mistreated. I do hope, however, that when they find the fucker who did this horrible thing to this poor creature, they give him the old eye-for-an-eye punishment and tattoo Biden on his ass. Thank you, Nada. It's unbelievable. I mean, you, you just think you've, you've heard it all. And, whew, boy, when they write the history of this, these four years, whew, I hope that manatee doesn't get lost. Wow, I can't believe somebody. I can't. I'll, I'll stop. I don't even. There are no words. You certainly found the words, Nada. <laughs> Thank you. And as things get stranger and stranger, I got this from Ernest Worrell. Uh, the shit was hitting the fan, and Ernest said, you know what? I got some other things I'm worried about. And I don't blame him. I got a fucking beef with every restaurant I go to asking me what protein I want on my salad, pasta, or goddamn burrito. Fuck me. I'm now being forced to decode the categories of the word protein before I can get something to eat. Son of a bitch. I don't have time to go through a nutrition enigma machine to decide if I'm being asked to select beans, fucking kale, meat, or the newest fad food. Goddamn quinoa. I agree with you there. What bureaucratic culinary prick instigated this selection mindfuck when I'm so goddamn hungry my belly thinks my throat's been cut? Nobody told me about a meeting. I didn't get a fucking email. This is bullshit. I'm an old white guy, I would have guessed, <laughs> dealing with a pandemic, shitty economy, government meltdown, and the fact that my favorite show, Mandalorian, only has eight goddamn episodes. I already have enough vagaries in my life, so how about getting back to basics and stop wandering down the path of pedantic vocabulary? It's called meat, motherfucker! Sincerely, Ernest P. Worrell. This comes to us from Madeline Feliciano. Lewis, I spent this past week thinking about the horror that occurred last Wednesday. Today, I watched as the U.S. House voted on impeaching the son of a bitch who started the problem. And then, like the bitch he is, ran to his bunker to hide. What struck me was the Republicans who said that they were against impeachment. Why, you fuckers, why? Did the pussy-ass bitch care that you or any of the people in the Capitol could have lost your lives? Impeachment won't bring us together. Really, asshole? So you were okay with the attack that happened? Well, let me just say, when this ends up in the history books, and it will, you will look as stupid, uneducated, and racist as that orange piece of shit in the White House. Good for you. I feel sorry for you. Okay? 
and the people in your district. By the way, who made George Stephanopoulos the fashion police? As Nancy Pelosi went to the speaker's chair, he said she was wearing the same suit she wore at the first impeachment of Trump. Really? So that is what was important? Wow. Madeline, it's one of the few pieces I got about what happened this past week and what's been happening. So, so thank you, Madeline. I, you know, and I read these things that are this angry. I, I get it. I get it. But, you know, you kind of go, boy, they, but I don't really worry the people, the people who will listen and go, oh, <laughs> thank you, Madeline. Devin F.G. gave us this rant. Dear Lewis, I, I've been a fan of yours for so long that I forgot that I've recently turned 21. Time is so crazy and goes way too fast. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, okay? It just whips by, okay? With every year, it just gets faster and faster and faster. So I figured this would be a perfect time to release the anger that I have at this age, which I shouldn't have yet, but fuck it. Well, in light of uh, all the events that you've had to go through, in the, since the year 2000, year of your birth, you have every right to be angry. The fact that you can form a sentence is a testament to your, is, you know, the, the focus that your brain, brain has, Devin. Anyway, I'll, I'll read on. Anyway, I bought a Fitbit for my mother for Christmas since we're both into fitness and figured that would be nice. And I got it for $40 on Black Friday, so a great deal and gift, right? <laughs> no, the piece of shit doesn't even work. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Maybe we need to charge it. So we plugged it into the charger and then into our laptop, and the screen lit up with the chances of future use and maybe a sign from Santa Claus and Jesus himself actually communicating through a watch that's half a smartphone and half an EKG machine. But no, it shuts off and refuses to turn back on. <laughs> Just like batteries dying in the remote, not able to watch TV again. So a few days later, I emailed the company I bought that piece of shit from, Device Replay, which I figured was a related name since I wanted to replay this fucking purchase. But of course, the cocksucking motherfucking company doesn't respond to all three of my goddamn fucking emails. So now time for the Better Business Bureau to get involved, right? No, because those fuckers don't even bother to call me back or respond to my emails at all. No, it seems I ought to be pissed at 40 bucks. But it's the principle behind the purchase of the dried up cow turd that we received known as the fucking Fitbit. Fuck bit. Fuck you, Devin, for bothering to do something for family members. Something nice, especially the one that gave birth to you. So I've decided to give up. Take the loss and shove the Fitbit up my ass. Because at least I'll win by fucking myself and tickling my prostate to the point where prostate cancer can finally take me out and bring me the eternal peace that I, we, have always wished for. The only problem is I won't be able to calculate the amount of calories I can burn on such a workout. 
piece of fucking shit deal. Worst $40 I've ever spent. And a real cancellation on the whole concept of black fucking fuck Friday. <laughs> Devin, that's, that's quite special. In a good way, special. Not the president's kind of special. <laughs> Thanks for that. This is really, I'm just going to. Fitbit, fuckbit, fuck you, Devin, for bothering. Do something for family members, especially the one that gave birth to you. All in caps. Sweet. Really sweet, Devin. Chronic Calamity uh, wrote this rant. That's not a real name, but you'll understand why that name was chosen. I have chronic physical illness, especially Ehlers-Danlos and fibromyalgia. And as a result, I'm in a low to mid-level of pain every day. I've accepted my normal and have a good symptom management system right now. So why do these vegan ass kale chomping kombucha chugging shitlords constantly hipsters shuffle their way into my life trying to tell me they know better than my fucking medical specialist because they saw a picture of a double rainbow on the internet once? The only way your flaxseed organic beetroot smoothie is going to make me feel better is if I can dump it over your head and watch it drip down to the ends of your shitty dreadlocks. Int, white people cannot have dreadlocks. Our hair is not the correct texture to create dreadlocks. What you have are long, disgusting, damaged mats. Stop it! It would almost be worth blowing all of my tendons to tie your dumbass into an ohm pose and roll you off into the sunset. Fuck all the way off! I hope that uh, helped relieve you a bit of your, your chronic calamity. This uh, very informative, at least f for me for sure, rant uh, comes to us uh, by way of Mark Epping Jordan. In this week's Rantcast, you mentioned the right-wing social media platform Parler and said they didn't even spell it right. I can understand why you might think that, but respectfully, and not in that with all due respect, that really means you're a fucking idiot, and here's why, way. I sincerely do respect you. I think they are mispronouncing the French word, parler. I mean, pronounced parlay, which is the verb for talk. Now, these same mouth-breathing fucktards who, when the French, who actually learned something from their defeat in Vietnam, wisely refused to join in W's revenge porn war in Iraq, changed the name of French fries to freedom fries, and called our oldest allies cheese-eating surrender monkeys, have the temerity to use mispronounced French to cleverly, I'm sure they think, name their platform they used to plan an assault on the seat of government of their fellow countrymen, all the while calling themselves patriot, a word that comes from the 16th century French word patriot, I'm, I'm terrible with French, and means fucking fellow countrymen. The only reason I know this is because I had the great fortune of living and working for 11 years in French-speaking Switzerland, right on the French border. I was welcomed by my French and Swiss friends with open arms, hearts, and minds as they patiently taught me their language 
and generously shared their culture and no small amount of the best fucking wine on the planet. I wish more Americans had the experience of the immigrant, knowing nothing about how things work, not understanding a word anyone else says, having to learn a new language from scratch, and the humility that comes from all of that. And I wish that they treated those newly arrived to this country with the same kindness and basic humanity. Maybe then they wouldn't have joined a group think mob of ahistorical fucking morons storming the Capitol carrying Confederate battle flags, believing they are saving the country from tyranny. Here's an idea. Get the fuck off parlay and instead go to one of the many fine history websites and learn something, you ignorant fucks! Thanks for reading my rant. <laughs> Mark Epping Jordan. Thank you, Mark. Parlay. My brother lived in um, in France for, whew, I guess, five, six, seven years. He lived in Paris, and then he lived in Antibes before Antibes became uh, the hoo-ha that Antibes is now. And uh, spoke French really well. I've always, as a result, had a, a different attitude toward the French. I'm also um, starting with my brother and then... Uh, those that I've met from France, visiting there. And, uh, and I've talked about it in my act, too. So, God, uh, the meals I had there. That's why I know what food is. <laughs> oh, boy. Parlay. I didn't know that. I thought it was parlor, which is why I had that goofy joke. So thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Jack Willett sent us this rant. Hi, Lewis. Thanks for taking the time to read my rant. <laughs> no, Jack. Thank you for taking the time to write it and to share it with us because it, wow. No, thank you. I think you and or the audience might get a kick out of it. My corporate overlords either have absolutely no brain cells between any of the people running the joint or they have a sick and twisted sense of humor. Allow me to elaborate. I work for a retail chain that sells everyday goods for a reasonable price. Back in December, my team and I were informed that our store was among the top 10, which had achieved the highest sales across the entire company. We were told to expect a small reward for everyone on the management team. That reward was expected to be a $10 gift card for the store. Now, you might be thinking, wow, what a bunch of cheap bastards. Well, hold on to your hat, because it gets better. That would soon prove to be a lie. On Christmas Eve, of all days for them to pull this bullshit, our reward was received in the mail. Now, before I go any further, allow me to provide some context. Every holiday season, my store has a pizza potluck type party to celebrate the holidays and all the hard work we do. This past year, we were instructed by corporate to not have any communal gatherings for obvious COVID reasons. Of course, we all understood and would rather be safe than sorry. No hard feelings there. Now, here comes our delightful reward. My team was given a single $25 gift card for Pizza Hut. That's right. 
after being told to not have a pizza party, <laughs> sorry, that's just really good. That's right. After being told to not have a pizza party, they rewarded us with a fucking pizza party. I bust my fucking nuts day in and day out, put up with the most erroneous bullshit from petty, selfish, childish customers to bring in thousands of dollars a week for this company. And this is the thanks I get? It's not even one card for each employee. It's one card to use on all of us. Cheap fucking pricks. Oh, and here's the real kicker. I live in Western New York, where there aren't any pizza huts left. They all shut down back in October. I guess corporate didn't get the memo. We literally out pizza the hut. We have to drive out of state to find the nearest pizza hut to use that fucking gift card. What a fucking joke. Did I mention we got the news on Christmas Eve? Merry fucking Christmas indeed. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thanks so much. That's like, wow, that's really, that's, <laughs> that's, it's like the, uh, <laughs> Scrooge, Scrooge, $25 gift card for pizza at the Pizza Hut. Wow. For the whole group, how many in the group? How many? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't send you each. Oh, I can't even imagine. It's just, it's astonishing. It's just astonishing. Well, that's the phone. I better get it. Who knows who that could be? Thanks again, Jack. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. <laughs>